Hello and welcome back to the How To Fitness Podcast. I'm Kate Lyman. And I'm Michael Ujoa. And we have a Q&A for you today. We are talking about supplements. And wow, we had to sort through a lot of questions to narrow it down because there's so many questions about supplements all of the time, right? All the it's questions. just a weird, it's a, it's a, it's a dark pit of confusion. Yeah. Um, so let's get right to it. Michael, the first question is going to be for you. Do BCAAs actually help repair muscle? Yes and no. Uh, so Branch Amy says, we spoke about this very briefly in our last Q&A. So if you want like a little bit more depth about BCAAs, go back and listen to that one. Um, but I wouldn't ever recommend BCAAs. Um, they might have slight benefit maybe if you're vegan and lacking in certain amino acids. But on the whole, they are an incomplete protein source. They do not contain all the amino acids that your body needs to repair muscle. Um, there are nine essential ones we need in our diet. BCAAs only contain three of them, so it's just really inefficient. Uh, so do they actually help repair muscle? Not very well or not very efficiently, so it gets a down vote. I'm holding up a big downwards thumb to the screen to Kate at the moment. It gets a down vote for me and I, I wouldn't waste my time or money on them. Must they taste really good? Oh, they do. They taste so good. <laughs> I'm like anything that helps me drink water. I don't drink BCAs, but I have in the past when they've just been like so delicious. Um, but I guess that's a different. It's a, it's a different purpose, right? You're like, okay, this is yummy water, it's... not the most effective way to build muscle mass. It's so true, but you know what? If if you're a bit of a, a sweaty person or you do a lot of kind of exercise where you do build up a bit of a sweat, choose some electrolytes because electrolytes are usually really delicious as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're wanting that kind of like sweet hit from a drink whilst you're working out, don't bother with BCAAs, bring in the electrolytes and you'll kind of, yeah, it's annoying they taste it's so true. good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. like yummy water. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> We're that plain water stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you're right. It gets a down vote for me too. Waste of yeah. money. Waste of money. Um, cool. So next question. Should doctors be ordering more blood panels for patients so they know how to supplement? Ooh. So we obviously have to stay in our scope of practice here answering this question. I'm not a doctor. Um, I think there's... I know. One day, maybe. <laughs> so... I think there's benefit from seeing a blood panel and understanding like where we are maybe lacking certain micronutrients. Um, but often we can get there. I, I don't know. I feel like that could be a more of a waste of resources than a benefit because we can first look at our diet and see, Hey, what am I lacking here? Um, I, I like to use fiber intake as a good, um, measure of where our micronutrient intake is. Reason being is a lot of foods that are high in fiber also are high in micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals. So when we're eating adequate fiber, we're generally getting a good amount of micronutrients. We can kind of pay more attention to how we feel, or I'm going to call it like lightly like symptoms of micronutrient deficiency rather than like needing a blood panel to tell us. Um, because in both cases, we're going to benefit more from food supplementation rather than a catch-all multivitamin. Although, I don't know, a multivitamin could be like insurance to make sure you're covering your bases. But more often than not, focus on a little more diversity, color in your food intake, and you're, you're usually covering all the bases. Yeah, eat the rainbow and not the Skittle variety. I We were speaking go. very briefly about this before, weren't we? Because... It's very different in the US compared to the UK. I think maybe less so now with the NHS being very underfunded and 
struggling for money so they're less likely to do this but in the uk they they are quite good like if you're feeling quite tired they will send you for a blood test to check whether maybe like iron levels are low or whatever so i would say speak to your gp slash pcp and see whether they would send you for a panel if there's something that's feeling really wrong i would encourage you to push for that however i do feel like a lot of people go down the blood panel route now just because of the whole over analysis of exercise and nutrition world where all these kind of private companies are selling you these little like food intolerance tests and blood panel things just because people like to spend money on an issue rather than going back to the basics and nailing the foundations of a healthy diet like eating more fruits and vegetables requiring like getting a good protein intake in and that kind of thing so so yeah if you feel like something's wrong push for it um but otherwise just vary your diet focus on your diet all the real foundations there and then mostly that covers all the foundations hopefully right and i just feel like it can sometimes be a distraction from the mm. basics which is kind of how we're we're kind of trending in that route of there's all these devices and information and at home mail and tests etc and a lot of them are distractions from the things that we could be doing but if you're going to go that route go to your doctor and get a real blood panel or a serum test rather than like a mail in something or other you know yeah or there's companies that get you to like send in a hair sample and tell you what foods you're intolerant to if if you're thinking and if you're in the u.s like good luck and seeing (laughs) if someone will actually (laughs) run labs for you um okay next question do i actually need a vile greens drink in the morning no uh so the greens drinks are funny aren't they so um the only time I would encourage someone to use a greens powder, a greens drink, um, for anyone who's unaware of what these are, it's basically just like blend, like blended and dried up vegetables slash fruit into a powder that you can just like mix with water. Most of the time they taste really, really disgusting. Um, but they're kind of like a hack in air quotation marks of getting more vitamins, vitamins and minerals in. Um, the only time I'd recommend someone has a greens powder if for whatever reason they cannot or will not eat any vegetables because I feel like it's just another kind of supplement overriding a healthy balanced diet and I don't like that um if you're eating a nice healthy balanced diet and then you want to throw in a greens powder on top of that I'm not going to say no it's a bad thing it's just a little bit unnecessary so no you don't need a greens drink in the morning just make sure you've got a nice variety of fruits and vegetables in your diet and you're pretty good to go um coming back to that point I made as well they usually taste really rank really really rank so do whatever you can to avoid drinking them I I haven't even tried because it's so gaggy to me like no thank you I eat plenty of vegetables as with like vegan protein now for example it vegan protein used to taste like ground up soil that's the only way I can describe what vegan protein used to taste like companies now are getting really good at it but greens powders are still just not great um, there's they, only so much you can do yeah some now they'll have like flavored ones that taste a little bit nicer but it tastes like ground up plants with a little bit of like it's artificial like sweetener <laughs> yeah it's like yeah sweetened <laughs> compost like, yeah. i don't think that, I it, but like it smells like compost it looks like compost compost is fantastic but i don't want to drink compost i'm completely with you there it's really gross <laughs> Cool. Right. Next question. Are there any supplements that may be more beneficial as we age? It's a cool question. I I love this question. I would say creatine. Um, I don't know that necessarily more beneficial as we age. I think creatine is important across the board. 
Um, but I see the implications of creatine, especially this kind of um, research is trending towards, are there these um, neurological benefits of creatine? Um, I feel like that's essential. Like that's very much more important as we age um, or becomes, I don't know, more necessary to, to focus on our brain health and such. So I would say creatine is important for everyone. Um, it has a lot of benefits for everyone rather, especially the for those The research training. behind creatine is really cool actually, isn't it? It's it, fascinating. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it know we always, a lot of people always kind of talk about it. Exactly, yeah. in like strength training form. But I think there's actually so many other benefits to creatine that we don't really mm -hmm. speak about enough within the fitness industry, but it's a very cool supplement. Sorry, I interrupted you there. Please carry on. No, you're fine. So, but I just think these like potential cognitive benefits we're seeing are really important and those carry through to being more important now as, as we age. Um, you know, I would, okay, this is not a supplement, but I would, I would just got to throw this in. Protein intake is really important. Protein intake is is what helps us adequate protein intake is what helps us maintain our lean mass, which is not just muscle mass, but our bone density as well. And that is so important as we age and females out there, we start losing bone density at the young age of 30. I just turned 30 and I'm like, what, what? Like this is when we start going downhill. That's really upsetting, but we can protect our lean mass. Um, and, 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 you know, kind of fight against loss of lean mass, especially bone density with adequate protein intake. So that's not a supplement. Well, it can be, you know, protein powder or whatever, but enough protein. Creatine is really important. What else would you add? I'm not sure that there's anything else that I think is as, as important aside from what we've covered with like, you know, diversity in your diet, colors in your diet, ensuring that you're kind of covering your bases as far as micronutrients go. Yeah, I think you kind of nailed them. It, it's always going to be dependent on the individual, isn't it? Um, I guess talking about kind of bone density loss, you could argue that maybe calcium intake should be kept higher as we age as well. So therefore that could potentially be a supplement route. But yeah, protein is a really important one. Um, and... Yeah, I think that's kind of actually it. There isn't any blanket statements, are there, unfortunately. Back to your point about like, um, as we age, like a protein supplement being really handy. I always like to say this point, so, someone tweeted this and I can't remember who it was, so I can't give credit. But they said, you know, when you go to the hospital, people usually take like fruit as a gift. They were saying like, we should take like a protein powder as a gift to the person in the hospital to help keep protein intake yeah. nice and high. I'm like, this is a great idea. We need, who needs to start a company for, visiting people in the hospital to take a protein supplement to them if anyone yeah like a little gift basket business, like a protein gift basket yeah because like hospital that. Maybe, yeah don't no one else start this me and kate are starting this business because it's true right like hospital food is usually especially in the uk really gross like it's not mm -hmm. great um and usually people under eat when they're in a hospital especially older patients it's hard to get extra calories in them a protein supplement would be fantastic so mm -hmm. there we go new business coming your way yeah Genius. All right. This is our last question. I, I really like this one because I feel like we could talk about it probably for a long time. All I hear is that supplements are a sham. Do any supplements actually work? Yes. So some supplements do work. Many of them don't, or maybe they don't work is an over, um, a kind of an overemphasis there. I'd say most say supplements- they don't, they don't come through with all the purported benefits. Yeah. And they're massively overplayed the benefits, right? Um, some supplements might help, but in the smallest, smallest amount that it's not really worth your time or money taking them. And you can usually do better by eating a well-balanced diet. There are very few supplements that I ever recommend to clients. Usually the ones that I recommend on the whole, unless someone has a deficiency, of course, is like protein, creatine, vitamin D. 
I'm trying to think of other supplements that I'm throwing in here. Like this is the, exactly my point, yeah. right? Like it's such a yeah. basic level of what you should be focusing on. And then anything else on top of that is just like an added extra, but you should be doing it with lifestyle and diet. Um, yeah, so not all supplements are a sham, but most of them are overplayed and I wouldn't bother with well, them. So I can't, I can't speak to the UK, obviously, but in the US, they're not FDA regulated. So supplements are like in this own category where we have this like rigorous testing and standards for all the foods we consume and then supplements fall outside of that. So purported claims of like fat burning and um, I don't know, what are the things that is like <laughs> gain double the muscle mass, you know, whatever it may be. No one, no one's checking that, you know, the, those claims, like there's no standard set for what you can say. Now there are supplements that are third party tested and these mean, okay, like the ingredients that are listed here are actually in the supplement. Um, and so I definitely recommend anytime anyone supplements to go with a third party tested supplement, but that's not all of them. And it's generally protein powders that are these third party tested supplements. So it's tough. Um, to even navigate this world of supplements because it does feel like a sham <laughs> because about half of it is. So I used to live in Utah and I don't know, I should look up the details on this. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes, but I know the regulations around um, like supplement factories, I guess, are a lot lower in Utah. So when if you are consuming some wacko supplement, chances are it was made in Utah. Like the governor like lowered the whatever requirements. There's like all of these plants making all of this supplements with like these, you know, change your life, whatever, um, <laughs> like promises. And it's just because the laws in this one state allow for that and no one's double checking. So like, I feel like that knowledge to me is like, whew, that's just a good permission to like ignore everything stated on the, on the supplement label, you know? And in my head, I've just got like chief of supplements in Utah, just looking like the nutty professor, like this crazy guy in like a white coat with big spiky hair. Yeah. It's all it's his probably fault. Something like that, but he's also probably like making it rain with like hundred dollar bills because it's such a lucrative area as well. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you make, you sell who knows what you package it as a miracle and then that's the supplement industry, but there are these third party supplements. Um, Protein can be supplemented via protein powder. Um, generally, we want it from dietary sources, but when we want more, a supplement is a great way to get there. Creatine, yes, vitamin D, that's that's about where it ends. Yeah, there's also um, some companies are registered with, I should look this up before I start talking about it, but I'm just off the top of my head, I'm spitballing here. There's some companies that are registered with the Olympic committees. And so they basically create supplements for professional athletes. For example, my protein um, has a range called informed sports. Um, I think informed, informed sports, something like that. And it means that if you're an athlete, you're taking the supplement, you know that it's nice and safe because um, mm -hmm. they're not putting anything nasty in there that is gonna get you in trouble. So yeah, there are ways to make sure that what you're consuming is safe, but usually it just requires a little bit more money too, which is, frustrating but right. but worth it <laughs> right okay let's end with this question what supplements do you take michael good question uh so i take a protein powder um i am lactose intolerant so i use a vegan protein and i believe it's a mix of hemp and rice protein i want to say um so kind of back to the bca 
bit at the start um you need to kind of complementary protein sources that contain all the amino acids and that's the vegan protein that i take uh, i use a creatine monohydrate supplement just take three to five grams of that every day um, a vitamin d supplement when the weather which is most of the year when the weather in scotland isn't very good um and then a caffeine tablet occasionally when i'm doing an early morning workout and i'm very tired and that's it oh and electrolytes when i'm doing cardio yep that's a good list yeah how about you um so i i do i have a vegan protein powder I'm, I, I was like stumbling trying to think it's pea protein hemp and soy maybe but i don't i don't lean on that a lot it's like kind of why me, it's do like you emergency. use vegan if you don't mind me asking oh because i hate the smell of whey do you like it literally will make me like gag so um, and like, you know, if you have a shaker bottle, the remnants of whey will be in it forever. So mm-hmm. Kenny has his own shaker bottle and nothing else. Like I'm not, I don't touch it. That's his. He can't put his whey protein anywhere else. If I, <laughs> if I use protein, it's non-whey and it goes in a different bottle. That is really interesting. I've never known anyone to not have it because of the smell. Yeah, it's gross. I don't like it. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, also, I mean... it's like maybe a once a week thing. Like when I truly need to like supplement yeah. with a little more protein, maybe a busy day where I didn't get to eat as much or something. Mm-hmm. Um, creatine monohydrate. I do not take a vitamin D supplement, um, mostly because sun sun exposure is Just pretty ample for me here. <laughs> I, yeah, I do take a fiber supplement, mm-hmm. even though I already eat a lot of dietary fiber. Um, but that's something that started postpartum and I've just kept that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is it's pretty boring as it should be yeah it's really creatine is like my yeah. one answer um, and that's yeah. it it's good I, I get so many questions about creatine because I think people still picture it as this like bro bodybuilder supplement right but it's such a good supplement if you do strength training you will benefit from taking creatine monohydrate so please consider it it's, it's one of those supplements that really does have an impact and you can kind of feel it after you've been taking it for a while it's, it's definitely worth it and it's pretty cheap as well Yes, absolutely. Creatine monohydrate. You don't need any of the fancy schmancy other types. Just go with the simple. And that might be like the whole take um, take away from what supplements are about. Like there's a few things that are proven to be um, effective. They are simple. Take those. Don't worry about the rest. Nailed it. And that's it. Cool. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will see you all again next week.